guys, it's Genesis from Redeem and Lay, and we are here with Deb, Lexus, and Danny. And today's topic is about praise. Hey guys, what's going on? Uh, welcome to the encounter, just like Genesis said. Um, today we're gonna talk about praise, and we're gonna we're just gonna dissect what is praise. Most of us uh, go to church, or if you don't, I suggest you do. And you congregate, you find a place to congregate. There's many churches, and if you don't know, you can give us a message at Redeem LA. And if you don't have a home. And you live in the Valley area. We're in 8115 Clybourne Avenue. We're in Venezuela, Los Angeles. And we can follow us on our Instagram page at Venezuela, Los Angeles. Oh, so there you go. So if you don't find, if, if you don't go to church, but if, if, and if you do, we praise in church. That's where we dance and we sing happy songs. And um, that's when people kind of have this thing when they stand up and they kind of clap. But I want to, I want to, what I want to go into is, um, what is praise? And I want to read Psalms 22, three. And it says, uh, it says, let's read one before. It says, oh, oh my God. So, so I'm on Psalms 22.2. It says, oh my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer. And by night, but I find no rest. And it says, yet you are holy enthroned on the praises of Israel. If you are father trusted, they trusted and you deliver them. So what I, what I want to I wanna, I make, us, I make us understand, whoever is listening to us and the people that are uh, present here is, what is praise? And, and, and number one, I feel like praise uh, is well um, explained here. That is God's throne, right? With our praise, with our, with our um, happy songs. Can I say that happy songs? Like, I don't know if happy songs it is, but you know, like we sing like very fast songs, very, very uh, war-like songs. Cause they're not even like, a, it's not even like a genre, right? Like we can't even say, oh, it's a genre type of deal. Like some songs do have a genre, but, um, but yeah, so it doesn't have a genre. But what I like about it is that it's very like war style you know like for example my uh my favorite one is el gran rey me escogió and i like it because it says um y su nombre es Jehová. like it tells you who he is and god is a, is a warrior god is a god of war and i don't want to mean it like the video game or like uh, you know bloody but i want to i want you guys to understand that he is a god of war like he he is um he's a giant he's powerful he has never been defeated and we need to understand that when we praise him we make up of his throne now just i want to make sure we understand that we don't fall into the thing oh but if i don't praise him then he doesn't have a throne because the bible also says that every living thing praises him and worships him so whether we do it or not it's not like his throne goes away his throne remains because he is god and because there's other people there's other creations than just us because we're not the you know the middle of the galaxy we're not what the most important part or we're not the last creation but we need to understand that we can use praise and and we can use that praise to make him a throne and how well, how do we praise we can we uh we can dance we can spin we can shout uh we could uh we could jump we can clap singing everything else that you see like in church it's is, is allowed and that is in the bible in psalms 22 3 does anybody want to add anything because i feel like i'm going to talk forever and i don't want to yeah go ahead yeah. I was going to say not only praising is where God is sitting at your throne, but it's also a sacrifice that you're offering. For example, Hebrews 13, 15 says, let take our place outside with Jesus, no longer pouring out the sacrificial blood of animals, but pouring out sacrificial praises from our lips in God's name 
in God in Jesus name so it's crazy how from our lips we're sacrificing our praises for our Lord Jesus Christ right. so it's like wow like our lips have power like you know, the Bible says it has power of life or death so what we speak is to glorify and praise God's name yeah and, and that's beautiful that you say that that we use praise and you know what's the worst part that that not not the worst part and you, I'll, I'll let you talk right now Alexi because I know you want to you want to talk don't worry I, I saw you um but I was going to tell you that uh you know i was always would always wonder why does god want to be praised like why does god want you to sing to him and i noticed it when i was younger it was so hard for me to sing out loud because i was thinking oh my god here this is the girl that oh my god look she's kind of cute oh my god she's gonna see me <laughs> dance oh my god she's gonna see me so she's gonna see me spinning she's gonna you know see me doing the number five down the you know that, that like like it was embarrassing to me and then and it's funny that you say it's a sacrifice because it's what it is you have to literally put yourself you gotta look like a fool in front of god so god can be like oh he doesn't care what people think and i like this praise you see what i'm saying but i don't know if i i made myself understanding or i, I don't know if people are understanding but if you're not i'll continue later on next is go ahead like genesis was saying it's the uh it's a sacrifice but my version says that it's also like the fruit of the lip and it's the fruits of the lips that acknowledge his name and you know acknowledge how great he is you know how wonderful he is and how amazing he is yeah, and 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 it's, it's beautiful because with you can also have to understand the fruit of the lip comes from what's inside because we are, we we feel things in church that we also like can't explain right. For example, when the alabanza starts, I always wonder why do people are inclined to stand up for the whole hour. Like, dude, I would sit down. Like, but there's something within you that's like sparking up, something within you that goes, oh, it feels in your heart, and then you have to grab that feeling and put it all the way to your mouth so it can complete the sacrifice. Also, also, I was gonna tell you guys um, that 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 in the old olden days, um, uh, it, it was a it was a war was a war. <sighs> Praise was a war weapon. You know what I mean? It, it was. It's also praise. It you, is used in the lips so we can bring down spiritual things, and we can. For example, I always see. Well, I play in the. I play in the. I direct and I play, and sometimes you can feel it very heavy, bro. Like it's like, bro, these people are tired. These people don't want to be here, and you feel it, and then you have to go in with a certain thing and work at it and work at it and work at it just to finally break it all down, and you you won the battle. That's why the Bible says, "Who will go?" up first judah because we have to fight with those sacrifices that you've given the same sacrifice those are those are like battle cries and battle uh how do i say that like um like battle movements that we do spiritually go ahead go ahead yeah. dude you just reminded me of jericho when you said that with the voices jericho popped onto my mind why because they are they went around the wall seven times not only like with like their voices screaming but what else with trumpets and the trumpets they mean Get gritos de guerra. Right. So the trumpets. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. But trumpets also have also the spiritual battle power to like defeat something. It's crazy. It could yeah. break down walls, which is amazing. And, and that's crazy. And then the, the, the funny thing that's in the, the story it's in Joshua uh, six five, uh, and uh, it's 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 crazy that the walls of Jericho. God never told Joshua, get ready to fight. He just said, go around this many times. All you're going to do is sound this, sound that. You're going to be dancing. You're going to be singing. You're going to be doing this. And and so, look, look, praise is something wonderful. It took so many things, right? Number one, it takes faith, right? Number two, it takes obedience. And number three, it takes patience. Because that's all what he needed. All in the sense of the Jericho walls coming out. And until today, the remains of Jericho remain in Israel. 
So if you guys didn't know that, a quick quick fact, just in case you guys didn't know that. But imagine the uh, what praise can do and what praise can can actually you know resonate in our daily life. Do you have something to say? Or? Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say that. Um, I love everything you guys are saying. Honestly, I feel like I don't have much to say because you guys are just like literally hitting everything. Um, but I was gonna say that another important thing I see is literally uh, how our heart is. You know, like where what is the stance of our heart? Because we could definitely be here singing seventeen thousand songs. And God is not here. God is not in this place, you know? It, it all depends on the stance of the heart. Yeah, the people around Jericho, they were singing and dancing and they had obedience and all that. But also their heart trusted in the Lord. Their heart knew, you know, who their God was. And that's why they sing so confidently. That's why they were okay with obedience. You know, so I think it's really important to have the right stance in our heart. Um, probably be like the first thing I would say. Exactly. And, and, and the number... I'm sorry, I don't mean to say number one, but the most important person and the most fruitful person in praise was David. Literally, he was the number one guy. And if you guys, if you notice what, what you said, you said that we needed what you said, that we needed uh, that where your heart is, right? Like yeah. depends where your heart is. And where was David's heart? Next to the Lord's. The Bible even says that his heart was like God's heart. So imagine that. God found like a like a trait in him that said oh, oh well i like this and i'm going to deposit on my on my on my on my praise in him i don't know if you have, have something to say please cut me off oh you please say, say. I, I was gonna just say that yeah i found it so funny when you were saying like oh my god i was so embarrassed to, to do this and that uh, oh, we all, huh? yeah <laughs> we all had our moment like this i even remember making fun of the peeps who would go up to the front and dancing and well now my heart feels like dang god i can't believe you did that but i um yeah i have a lot of things Maybe we shouldn't talk about it right now. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> I know, dude. Literally, yeah. Pray for me, guys, because yeah, that's terrible. I shouldn't have done that. They, these people were pouring out their hearts, and I was laughing at them. Whatever. That's not the point. The point is that um, I was gonna say that the David uh, does this, right? He dances in front of the ark, and he gets like super wild. And then when he goes back home, his wife Mikal tells him like, "Bro, really? Like you're gonna degrade yourself like this? You're gonna be so vulgar as to dance like this?" And what does he say to her? He says, "I didn't dance in front of the slave girls, but in front of the Lord." And then if you keep um, keep reading he says and i will degrade myself even more than this and i love that he says that right which is why we sing um right but sometimes we sing without understanding like david was saying literally i will even embarrass myself more than this if necessary because i'm not doing it for you i'm doing it for him and that's where the sacrifice comes in that they were saying, right? Like there's, uh, it was it was crazy because um, when I was give I was so I was giving this basic doctrine. If you guys didn't know, it's basic doctrine, and the Bible says that Mikal despised him. But the word despised doesn't mean that he hated him. But remember that Mikal was the king of Saul. Therefore, she was very. How do I say that? Like very, like, uh, like, oh, I'm the, I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I'm a princess. Don't touch me. Don't look at me. Don't even think about me. You know what I mean? And then when she saw her husband make a fool out of himself in front of God's eyes, she was like, almost like, oh my God, how can he do this to me? And I love his answer. Because it's like, you are so plain-minded. Yeah. If you think I'm doing this for you, or if at any chance this is me trying to typify you, you're crazy. I'm doing this for God. And I love what he says next. Because he says, if I, I feel like he says, I'm sorry, this is like Danny sauce, you know, one-on-one. But I almost think about this. He was a king at that point when he was getting naked and he was dancing. Not that we should get naked when we praise guys, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, just just an example, right? It was like an accident. Yeah, yeah. No, no, but what I, what I say is that he didn't care how he looked. He opened up to God. Spiritually, he opened up to God. He goes, this is who I am. 
but I'm worshiping you. Bless, I'm raising you. But the most important part that, that, that I like is that he went, he knew, and this is what we have to understand. He understood what it was to be a dirty shepherd. He understood what to be the last one to be on the top, which was a king. That's what he says. And I will become even more. That's, that's, why, that's why people go, hey, Danny, but why do I have to start in the bottom? Because there's things that we have to learn in the bottom. So when you become a leader, so when you become a pastor, when you become the preacher, you become a teacher, then when you're in the top, guess what you remember? Oh, hey, I used to be in the bottom. I used to take care of babies. Oh, I used to be, I used to teach the, the babies to play drums. Oh, I used to teach, I used to teach two people drums. And now we teach 60, 65 peoples. Like, you have to you have to understand that there's things that you learn at the bottom. So when you get to the top, you know where you are. Yes. Um, I'm I, sorry. Lexus wants to say something, but just you, you'll get your turn. I promise. Oh I my promise. God, Lexus, I'm so oh, sorry. it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is why I was being quiet for a little bit. But I just, I now that I'm on a roll, I just wanted to see that, um, Danny, like the, the main thing that I see, like why people start praising. And I, I think sometimes we do this thing where we want to separate praise and worship, but it's because praise leads to worship, yeah. you know? And it's because the reason we praise is because we are thankful. Like, think of someone. Like, I don't know, this is what I think. Like, okay, imagine you're, like, super poor. You have nothing to eat. You have, like, 17 kids, and you can't feed them. And then all of a sudden, this guy who's, like, super rich and has tons of money is, like, here, come live in my house with all your 17 kids. Um, you know, I'll marry you. I'll take you as my wife. And you're just, how How do you think this person's going to react to that? It's going to be extreme thankfulness. Like, catch me waking up at 4 a.m. making you breakfast if you're hungry. And if you're not, don't worry, boy, I got you. And he doesn't on. even work in the morning, right? Yeah. Dude, I throw it away and make you no one just so it's warm right. you know of course like it's an attitude of gratefulness and that's what i feel like uh david catches so perfectly because if you if you see all of the psalms even when he says like you created me in my mother's womb in psalms 139 13 right you knit me together in my mother's womb i praise you because i am fearfully and wonderfully made like since there he understood that god's work started since then and from that moment on all he saw was god's mercy all he saw was how god picked him when he was not the best looking when he was not uh the one that was in his father's house. No, he was out in the fields, and still God said, "You." He was the. Sorry, Daniel. No, no, it's okay. No, it's be, because you said he was not the. He's not the best. He, he said, "I am conceived in sin," therefore his mother was sinning with some another man. Uh, uh, so he was not a, a son of his of the father. So imagine that's what I'm saying. So he was not even the son of the father, and and he still gets chosen. Right. I'm sorry, I didn't and mean that. Not I didn't only mean to that, kill you, like, no, and then you keep going and you see he defeats Goliath, right? Being a tiny little man, right? And he's like, no, I know who God is in my life. I understand that he picks me, and it's just constant thankfulness. Imagine he would have lost that battle. And still, and even when you see he like he sins with uh what's her uh, name? Bathsheba. And he finally repents, he doesn't like give God all of these excuses saying, like, oh no, he just says, Yes, it was me. I'm sorry. Right, and what does he do after that? They, uh, God takes away his son. Um, his son dies, and when he's done, he does what? He thanks him, gives him the glory, he worships. So I just feel like it's this, it's this attitude of thankfulness. And the, I, the whole point of this was gonna say there's a Bible verse that I love that I, I can't find, and it's, it's al que más se le perdona más ama. Mm -hmm. So the one who is forgiven more loves more. And I think that it's really important that we um, remember how much we have been forgiven, how much we have been pulled out of darkness, pulled out of nastiness, pulled out of duh, just endless sin, right? And that's why he says, bless the Lord, oh my soul. And don't forget 
his benefits. Don't forget what he's done for you. Right? And I, that's why it's so important. David knew this. He knew that because he had been forgiven so much. He loved so much. And that love turned into thankfulness. And I'm going to be quiet now. I'm sorry. Go. Luke 747. <laughs> Therefore I tell you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven. For she loved much. But he for his forgiven little, loves little. Luke 747. And please talk. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just like Deborah was saying about, thank, about being thankful. I found this verse in Psalm 9.1. It says, I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. I will recount all of your wonderful deeds. You know, like, I feel like, you know, when you praise, it's like you're saying thank you to God, you know. Thank you for everything that you have. Thank you for the family you have, the friends that you have, you know. Just being grateful, you know, and just pouring your heart out to him, you know, just because you're so thankful. And there's, like, not a lot that we can do to express how thankful we are towards him, you know. I feel like we do, we come to church, but I feel like that's not enough to show God how grateful we are for, you know, even being alive. Yeah. Before before we keep going, just in that verse, just, just so I can, just so I can, I'm sorry, but this jumps out at me so much. Because sometimes we go a week and God doesn't do anything special in us. And that's why that verse comes in. He doesn't say, oh, I thank him because of everything he's done to me this week. He recounts. So that means that, oh, that time that he took me out of that thing, I'm going to remember every single time. I'm not going to let it forget. I'm not going to let it. Because that's what happens, right? For example, uh, how we, how is it how is it to be like when, when you let somebody borrow money? Six years later, they, they don't even remember who you are. And that's who we are. And then they're like, they're, and then imagine you say, "Hey, can I get those hundred dollars back?" And you're like, "Bro, who are you? What, what do you What do you want?" And and that's the craziest thing. God is like that. We think that because He did it 25 years ago, because He did it in David's time, He didn't do it for us. No, He still did it for us. And that's why the Bible, and that's why David understood this. That He recounted it. So He recounted His miracles that God made in Him. And his ancestors, which was Abraham, which was Jacob, which was Isaac. And he didn't, that's why it's never ending. You, you know what I'm saying? That's why when we give thanks, it's not just for what he's done. And for example, I'm looking at Job. I'm sorry, Job, you sat in front of me. Not in just what God has done to you, but what God has done to your mom, to your dad, to your brother, to your friends, to, and if you're, oh, God hasn't done anything, then tell what God has done in me and in this church and in Abraham and then in Jacob and in Isaac and David. And then if you keep going, you'll, you'll forever be worshiping. Go ahead, God, please. It's like you're saying right now, I have a verse for that. It's uh, Psalm 79, 13, and it says, but we, your, but we, your people, the sheep of your pastor, pastor, we will give thanks to you forever from generation to generation. We will recount your praise. I love that. And, you know, Raquel was mentioning um, that we also sing songs of jubilee, right? Because we're freed. And this freedom, again, leads back to what? Thankfulness, right? And also, she was telling me that uh, we're thankful for what God has done. And that's what literally praises. Praise is just thanking him for what that is. And it leads us to worship, which is telling him who he is and why that's so awesome, right? But I, I wanted to read uh, Psalm 63, um, 3 to 4. And it says, because your steadfast love is better than life, my lips will praise you. So I will bless you as long as I live in your name. I will lift up my hands. And I see like this thankfulness is born because, because he loves and we can't love him in the same way that he loves us. And so we resort to thankfulness because literally that is the best we can do. Sometimes we bring our love and it's trash. Honestly, when I bring my love, I'm just like, why would you even accept this? I don't understand. But take this heart, you know, I'm thankful, grateful to this. Because maybe if our love, no, how do you say that? If it doesn't, um, it doesn't, yeah, if it doesn't measure up, maybe my thankfulness will be a perfume that's, um, grato. I, today I can only speak Spanish. Um, <laughs> you just had a preaching in Spanish. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. No, but I love what you guys said. 
And look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna speak for myself. God hooked me in with what He did with me first, and then when the same thing got old, like for example, God saved me from a bunch of stuff, right? But then I started saying, "Okay, God, thank you for that, but also thank you for dying on the cross." Because we always forget that, but yet that's such a great thing, right? And then I said, "And God, thank you for." Showing your power in Israel and Moses, like, like, and then you see, you start going deep, and you're like, "Wow, he did everything for me!" Like, he 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 prepared every little checker. Like, have you guys played uh, Jenga? Like, he's like he's like the ultimate Jenga player, right? He literally took out pieces, put on pieces, take out pieces in a perfect manner when it stood everything. And the first piece was Jesus, and was uh, the last piece was Jesus, and then we build upon that, right? But it, I, I just want to say the thankfulness, like that's the that's the only thing he he's asked for us. Like he doesn't ask for anything else. He just goes, bring what you have. And I will make it perfect here. And, and I love how you just said that because it's true. We're always so selfish in our, even in our decision to follow Christ. At first, it's selfish. It's because of the things he's done for us. But as his love is perfected in us through the years, um, through our lifespan, because sometimes we forget, like you were saying, yeah. we understand and his love no longer becomes our, our love for him no longer becomes selfish. It becomes, like you were saying, now we love him for who he is, for other things that he's done that had nothing to do with us, right? And, and, and it's, it's beautiful because and, his love is in And us. it's so crazy because even that thankfulness, if you, just because, I'm sorry, we're talking about David, right? Because he's like the, the epitome of, of praise and worship, right? It, even if you see him, he never harbors everything that he has and God teaches him. For example, uh, we were talking this about the uh, cave of uh, Adulam, remember? That he goes and he doesn't, just because he was depressed, just because he was lonely at some point, he didn't tell him, oh, you got to start where you, where I started. Go start behind over there and I'm going to, no. He said, come, I'm going to show you what I've shown. And listen, the Bible says that out of those 400 people that were depressed, that were in debt and everything, there's there 300, there's 300 uh, uh, warriors, uh, valientes. there's valientes, I'm yeah. sorry, I don't, the I can't. Brave. <laughs> the brave, the 300 brave people. And listen, listen how crazy this is. It says out of those 300 people, people fought better than he did. So they perfected what he was doing, but who was the king? David. There's a there's a point that there's this guy that if you guys read the Bible in second first or second Samuel, it says that that there's a guy that comes out, hey King David, come out, come out and fight me. And then he says, ah, fine, but remember that he was a beast, right? A fighting, and he gets up. Remember I told you that spiritual spiritual fighting. He gets up and somebody goes, no, 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 stay, I got this. One of his brave men. So what I'm what what, what I'm trying to say is is that. God, because he gave thanks to God, because he understood where his praise was. It wasn't just where he had in his hand and his sword, but it was in 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 God. You know, when he was praising God, he gave God gave him. Oh, because you thank me, I'm gonna back you up in front of everybody. Oh, because you're willing to be nobody in front of in front of me, then I am willing to back you up in front of everybody. And that's what David was. And if you guys noticed, David created instruments. David literally was the found the founder of worship. Like before that, we don't even hear about worship. Like we don't even understand worship. The songs that they came out was through him. So imagine how how important. And now we have to be called like David. Now we're all like little Davids, and we have to grab everything. Just today, I was thinking about this. I was thinking, why do we separate songs? Remember that now we separate songs like in what's worship and what's this. And I was thinking because God is gonna perfect. His praise within us, His worship within us. So if it doesn't get harder, 
then we're doing the same thing over and over. The thing is, if it gets harder, it gets. It also gets easier. We 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 build. We're trailblazers to making a way to get to the spirit of the Lord. And that's what I was. I was. I was telling God. I said, like, God, thank you for giving us that revelation. That is not yours, and it's not ours. But it's you know the pastor uh, Jorge Hans that he he given this to us. And I said, I said, dude, glory to God that somebody teaches us, and I will apply it. It's just like King David. If David came and teach me something, would I not do it anymore? No, we would all stop and say, no, let's do what he did because he yeah. knows the way. But go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm I, just I, blabbering. I was just going to say one thing and then I'm going to be quiet because I, we've been talking for too long. Genesis, <laughs> Genesis is just, is looking, just looking at, looking like, at his <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, I was just going to say that I there's this thing that I really love. You know how they say that in the end of times, uh, what's going to be restored is the tabernacle of David versus the tabernacle of Salmon, right? And Salmon, I, I feel like I'm saying it wrong. Salomon. Solomon. All right. Excuse my English. And you graduated college? <laughs> I apologize. Um, anyway, um, the Solomon's Salomon. Salomon's. Oh my God. Okay, Salomon. <laughs> his, his, um, the tabernacle that he built was like flashy and like super like beast and um, like bougie, right? And then the tabernacle of David was literally just like a tent with the ark inside of it. And the one that's going to be restored, the one that God wants again to restore, is not the one that was big, bougie, and, and bad, you know? He wants the one that was simple but had the right heart, which is praise, right? Like, he knew how to do it right. I mean, obviously, worship too, but today's not about worship, guys. Today's about praise. So, yeah, he he found the way to do it, and it was the heart. The posture of his heart was what impressed God, his thankfulness, his... um ability to always humble himself and say yes whatever you say is right lord and i am just uh how do you say the little chess pieces the little Pawn. tiny ones yeah i'm just pawning your hands yeah and I was, I was gonna read you guys this verse that i thought it was beautiful if you guys don't cut me off i will preach so it's uh psalm 63 uh 3 it says because of your steadfast love is better than life my lips will praise you another version an easier version it says your faithful love is better than life imagine so my lips will praise you and so imagine 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 that it says because his faithful love is better than life uh, we will praise you and honestly that breaks my heart i want to cry i want to sit outside and just think about his love because it is <laughs> right right like you you, you that's how that's how we praise i don't know if you have anything to say because honestly <laughs> no i was gonna say i've i found something really sick in Ezra three ten, it's it's a it's a Bible story where the priests uh, put their foundation on a temple and they started praising. And I it's in Ezra three ten. If you guys want to read it, and then I try to put it back to our spiritual selves. And I was like, okay, in order for us to praise, we gotta put our foundation in Christ. Mm. Because if we don't put our foundation in Christ, how are we gonna know how to worship God? So. And so in in <laughs> so in order to work in order to praise God, we have to have that love. And when you're talking about David, we also have to ask God to create in us a new heart. Because how could God teach you and let the Holy Spirit guide you if your heart is governed by someone else? Yeah. I, so I imagine he understood all that even before the Holy Spirit was 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 here. So I I always wonder just just so we can just have a just with what you said with the new heart. So. David asked for a new heart, and God gave him his heart, right? A heart like his. And then, years later, where did Jesus' lineage come from? From David. If you guys didn't know this, from David. So imagine imagine that's how crazy it is. Like, he preferred David's lineage over every single lineage, over 
I'm just thinking about like everything over over Moses, over Abraham's, over even Abraham is the father of all. But imagine like he said, "I want to be this guy's lineage. I want to be the son of David." That's a, that's how they used to call him. They used to call him the son of David because it, he came from his lineage. So 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 I don't know if anybody has to say anything because I can continue, but I don't want to. But so just just maybe to like to wrap this up. I want to. I want to make you guys understand this, that if you guys come to church, and you hear the praise, there's always going to be a little a little voice within you saying, "No, you're too tired. Nah, not today. Nah, it's not a good day. You had a you had a bad day, or you sinned four hours ago. Are you really going to come and praise the Lord, the Lord?" And I want to tell you guys that that's why in Psalms 103, three or two, I think it is. Yeah, 103, two. It says. Um, King David speaks and tells his soul, O soul, praise the Lord and never forget how kind he is. He forgives all our sins and heals all our sicknesses. So just in those those two verses, who is he speaking to? He's speaking to his soul. And if you guys read it slowly, he is convincing his soul. If you're convincing somebody, that means that if I'm trying to convince you about something, that means you already said on something. So his soul was set on not praising but when he tells his soul, soul praise him, he's convincing him and he tells him he forgives all your sins of his soul and all his sickness. He's not even talking about, I think I taught you guys this before, but to the people that haven't, he's not talking about sicknesses in his body, but he's talking about his sicknesses in his soul, his depressions, his anxiety, his sadness, whatever it is that he was bothering, God already took him out of it. So always remember that if you feel like you don't convince your soul, Convince your soul and tell your soul, praise, praise the Lord, because He, He is kind and He's merciful. And if you want to read this, it's in Psalms 103, 2. Guys, thank you guys uh, for tuning in and uh, the encounter once again. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, we're at Redeem LA. We also have a TikTok with nothing on, but just follow us there. We, we'll oh, get we something do have stuff. Oh, we do? Yet? No, not yet. Some, some, okay. so we'll have something on it sooner or later. But other than that, um, yeah. God bless you guys and I hope this was a blessing. See you guys later.